Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Woo Woo with Rachel Dratch, the podcast that explores the unexplained with humor and curiosity. Hello and welcome to Woo Woo with Rachel Dratch. As always, I'm joined by my friend and co-host Irene Bremis. Hello, Irene. Oh, hello, Rachel. (laughs) So happy to be here. How are you doing today, Irene? I'm doing good. I'm doing great, actually. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to ask if you had any woo-woo experiences this week. So I think today we'll just jump right in. Okay, let's do that. Okay. Let's delve. So... As always, Irene, well, maybe not as always, but as we're, this is just in its incipient stages. But so far, the way we've done it is Irene does not know the story to come. Mm-hmm. And because I, I thought that'd be more fun for you to have a no, whatever, I love get it. your natural I, yeah. reaction. As I've been gathering guests for this, oh, I've started by thinking of stories that have stuck in my mind for years and years and years. And when I thought of doing this podcast, I did think of this one story and I'm joined by the teller of the story, the <laughs> the experiencer of the story. Her name is Tara Davis, and we did improv comedy. We were in the whole improv comedy scene back in Chicago, way back in the 90s, and she's with us today. Tara, please say hello. Hi. Hi, Irene. Hi, Hi Rachel. Tara. Thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me. So we met in Chicago yep. in the 90s. Yeah, early 90s. Early 90s. And we were both doing improv. At, I think it was Improv Olympic. It was. Maybe. But yep. there was a whole scene. Like Those, back then in Chicago, yeah. everyone did improv together. And we all we went hung to parties. Out. We went to parties yeah. together. And so it was such a fun time. It was exciting. It was really fun. And you were there to do acting and yeah, improv. Yeah, I was and, an actor and I was working in Chicago and I ended up taking a class at I.O. And yeah. And then we would hang at parties. Rolled for them. So I'm not sure when... Tara told me this story, but I remember the story and it's stuck in my head all these years because it was one of those woo-woo stories that makes you go, whoa, maybe we don't know everything. And maybe I'm going to drop the word here. Maybe even time travel is possible. (laughs) Ooh, I find that so unbelievable. This is a story of time travel. Wow. And Mm. this story blew my mind to the point where I think when I spotted you on Facebook, like, 
whatever, a few years ago, I wrote to you and I was like, what was that story? And then you you hadn't thought about it. I hadn't thought about it in years. And I couldn't believe you remembered. I actually couldn't believe that I told you that story. I was like, how many people did I tell this story to? Talk about your experience with the world of woo-woo. Like you don't consider yourself someone that has a lot of these, like you're a rational. Right. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm not, I'm not a ghosty person. I'm not religious. I don't, I'm very, yeah, very science-based. Okay. Uh, I don't believe in an outer world that is, you know, in any way. But this story was special. It really happened. And I don't know. I have I have an interpretation of it that's fairly non-woo-woo. Okay. But, you okay. know. Well, it's interesting because we, we were talking to Amy Poehler, yes. who, uh, name drop, we were talking to <laughs> Amy Poehler. Also just, from the early 90s in Chicago. From the early 90s in yes. Chicago, right. And um, she is a... Pretty diehard skeptic. I mean, she's into mm-hmm. some woo things like whatever, you know, we talked about astrology and stuff like that. But in terms of this sort of thing, she is of the mind that there's always an explanation, an explanation yeah. that isn't. We'll, okay, well, we'll, we'll just, tell the story. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You mentioned that you haven't really thought of the story in a long time. I hadn't. I think I told the story a lot after it all happened and unfolded in my life. And then, I don't know, I grew up. I stopped... I stopped using that story, you know, I don't know. And then I forgot all about it. And then really, when you Facebook messaged me about it, I retyped it to you Uh to remind, because you said, remind me again. Yeah. So I typed it out and I was like, is that it? That's it. Well, we won't keep you in suspense any longer. So now, dun, dun, cue eerie music. Tell us the story. Okay. And I love that you boil it down to a time travel story. I had not made that connection until you said that, and that's perfect. So when I was a sophomore in college, I was going to school in Boston, and I I was away from home, and I lived in an apartment with some roommates, and I had a dream one night, a very, very vivid dream. And it was an exceptional dream because every sense was available to me in this dream, which isn't always the case in dreams, right? So like, okay, so I'll tell what happened. So I am walking in a park down a path and I am aware, I have the knowledge in the dream that I am in Nutley, New Jersey, which is the town my dad grew up in. I've certainly been there before, but I didn't grow up there. And I am in the park and my knowledge of the moment is that my father is going to be walking toward me soon and that he'll be coming home from school and he is 15 or 16 years old. Okay. Oh, okay. I have, chills. I have full body I already chills. chills. I have full I body chills. I already have chills. And yes, I, I know where this, have chills. I know where this Back is going. Back to the future. But I have chills is, and they're not going away. Okay. okay. Yes. Continue. Yes, continue. So what made the dream exceptional was... I could see the color. It was a beautiful, beautiful sunny day and the grass in the park was so green and there was a breeze blowing. I could literally feel the breeze and there were squirrels. I remember the squirrels on the grass, typical New Jersey park, beautiful, big trees. And I felt happy and peaceful. And then I saw in the distance what was a young man, a boy walking toward me. And I knew that it was my father when he was 15. And I knew that if I said anything, it would freak him out and scare him because I knew who I was. And I knew that I, 
I, I didn't want to upset him. I didn't want to scare him. And so I just stood there as he approached me. And in, in my memory of this dream, I was overflowing inside with emotion, like love and joy and it's sort of this like all-knowing, everything's going to be okay feeling toward him. But I didn't want to scare him or upset him. So I just stood there. And in, in my emotional state, I was busting. So I'm just standing there. And he walked toward me and I stood still. And he walked around me because I was blocking his way. And I don't remember who said it first, but I think I said, hi. And he said, hi. And he walked around me, took a wide berth. And I turned, I must have turned my, I don't know, I feel like I was still watching him. I turned to stare and I'm watching him. And then he looked back. And then he went and I was like, it was one of those like, I'm not breathing. I don't, because I knew if I, if I said anything, I would burst into tears and I would just like hug him and be like, someday you're going to be my father. And try to remember this. Like, that's what I wanted to say. Oh, I'm having chills. But I didn't. And then he walked and then he cut off the path and he went up into the kind of like cut through woods, trees into the neighborhood because it's, you know, houses all around the park. And I knew in my kind of the knowledge that I had was that he was going home from there or that's the way he was going to go. I knew everything in advance. Like everything that happened in that, I knew that was going to happen in advance. And I woke up. And I woke up in a state because I was blown away by the powerful emotions in the dream. It's like uh, you could count on your hand how many times in your life you have a dream that is that emotional. Mm -hmm. And I held it all in, in the dream. I didn't cry. I didn't laugh. I just said, hi. And that was it. So I woke up and I called my dad on the phone right then that morning. It was like, I, I just couldn't wait. And I called him up and I said, oh, God, dad, I had the craziest, most vivid emotional dream. I dreamt that I met you when you were a teenager and you were on your, oh, and in my dream, I was also very clear that he was on his way home from baseball practice. I forgot to mention that. Baseball practice, cut through the park, uh, that way home. So he said, I didn't say much. I just said, I had this dream that I met you when you were 15. And he just paused and said, maybe you did. Now, my father is also not a ooky spooky person. He's yeah. a scientist as well. Like, he, you know, he's based in science functionally in life. And so I said, what do you mean? And so I told, I told him every detail of the dream, just as I explained it to you just now, every detail. And he said, you know what's crazy? I had, I have this memory of an experience that I had. And he wasn't joking. It was very sincere. And he said, I had an experience when I met a woman. I saw a woman oh, in Nutley Park. And he, he knew exactly where it was. I, I have full chills. Yeah. They haven't gone away. Okay. <laughs> and he said... It was like, and he says to me, what were you wearing? <gasps> okay. 
in the dream. And I didn't know. I couldn't see myself. Right. I was like, I don't, I don't know. All right. I could see was the beautiful grass. And I went on about the squirrels, I think. And he said, well, I had this experience where I was walking home from baseball practice. My, I think he said his junior year of high school. And I saw a woman and there was something very unusual about it. And she was wearing white robes what? Like a White bride, robes? like a bride, but not a bride. That's what he said. White robes and kind of just standing still, okay. perfectly still. I mean, and there was no fear. He said, I wasn't afraid. I saw this woman and she was wearing white flowy robes on the path that I was walking toward. And she's just watching me. And I didn't have a feeling of fear. I didn't feel afraid. I, I felt a benevolent feeling about it, but he said it was definitely not normal. There was something off about this whole situation. And I was a little bit like, so I took, he's like, I gave her a wide berth. I walked around and I, and in my memory just said said. hi. And I said, dad, wait, wait, your dad said that he said hi. Yeah. Okay. He said, he said hi. I said, dad, that's just exactly what I was dreaming. And then, and then did you like kind of go up and then kind of go cut left off across? And he said, yeah, I was, I always stopped by at my cousin Robert and Amy's house on my way home. And I did. And I told them about this. Woo Woo with Rachel Dratch is sponsored by BetterHelp. I'm building a great future for myself. And I just know it because I've talked to my three psychics, a tarot reader, and my astrologer. And then I put everything on my dream board. Maybe what you need to put on your dream board is a good therapist. Therapy helps you get real and figure out what's holding you back so you can work on yourself instead of against yourself. I'm a big fan of therapy. It helps you to identify patterns and work to dismantle those patterns to lead you to a happier mindset. But how do you find a good therapist? Well, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com woo to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot woo, W-O-O. Put that on your dream board. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So we talked, you know, and it was like, wow, that was really, really interesting. And so I think he told me, like, we hung up the phone and he told my mom the story. And my mom is the skeptic of all skeptics. And I think she was just like, oh, can. And um, then I went on with school or whatever. And I was home then for like the next holiday, whatever, Christmas or something. Wait, can I interrupt you for one second? Because there's one detail you had told me way back when. Yeah, I may have left something out. Well, no, I remembered that you said... 
that you were like, well, I was in Nutley, but that you were seeing things that were different in time from now. Like, wasn't there something? There was something that he like corroborated. there was because eventually after this part of this, you know, after this, we went there together. In to, okay, okay, yeah. Right. That, okay, sorry, sorry. That may be what okay. part of it. Yeah, okay. yeah. You went there together as a result of the vision and dream. Yeah. Or the, oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. As a result of the okay. dream. But first, okay, what sorry. we did was we checked in with Aunt Amy. Okay. Because he went to his cousin Robert's house, who was an oh. older cousin who lived uh, in an apartment on a two-family, and with his wife, his young wife. They were like, you know, in their twenties. And my dad stopped by on his way home, and he told them about uh, this uh, unusual experience. Uh, so this is so many years later, and I'm home, and so Aunt, I saw Amy, and Dad says, "Amy, do you remember?" One time I stopped by after school and I told you that I saw an unusual woman in the park in like white flowy robes. And it was going in that direction. That was, and Amy just stops and she looks up and I, I could see her face. And I, I wasn't sure. She's like a, a real funny lady. And she goes, oh, Kay. Yeah, I do. I do remember that because I thought it was kind of strange because you're just this like, you know, baseball kid and you don't, this is not the kind of thing that would wind you up at all. Like it wouldn't, and I thought it was strange that you were telling us the story at all. And I thought to myself, he must have really had a big experience, experience. if he bothered to tell us about mm -hmm. it because he was like a 16 year old boy, which- you, yeah, you know, yeah. You can imagine. So I couldn't believe it that Amy said this. And now my father, like, wouldn't talk like now. Like she's passed away, but since then. But it wasn't like he called her in between. It was like he didn't right. see her from the time of our phone call until we saw each other at the holiday. Right, right. And then she remembered it. And then eventually, my grandma, also who then he went home after Amy's house. She also remembered it. She's like, Kenny, I kind of vaguely remember you had this like funny little thing happen on your way home from school. And I remember the thing about the woman. Hmm. So that was it. So later on, maybe the following summer when I was home from college, we went to the park and I said, dad, this is where I was standing and this is where you were walking. And he's like, yeah, and that is exactly. And I said, and you went that way, right? And he said, yeah, that's where Amy's apartment was, wow. right up that way. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know this area particularly. I didn't grow up there. I mean, I grew up a few towns away. Right. So, and then, yeah, there, I do remember that, Rachel. There was something that I said, but there was this and that and the other thing right here. It was like, right. oh, the stream or something. And he said, Oh, it wasn't there anymore. I said there was like a stream here and or something. And a stream. Like, oh, I think now it was that's... rerouted. Wow. Or some something like that. It was like different. I don't remember the details of that feature. But yeah. And that was the story. And I told the story many times because it was magical in that I had this. I mean, I'm close to my dad. We have a good relationship, but I'm not like 
a, a great, it's just like a, you know, everyday college kid calling home, right. you know, and it was just a little extra as the kids say. It, it was almost it, like a spiritual, like when, a, you know, like they say that spirits pick their parents from the other side, you mm-hmm. know, but this obviously impacted him so much that he went and told that's right. so many people for a boy that age, you know, which is... Even if he hadn't told them and they hadn't remembered, it still would be a landmark experience for me to have had that really vivid emotional dream and then to have him say, you know, I had this experience. Right. I would have believed him mm-hmm. and vice versa. But then to have my, you know, to have Aunt Amy involved and be like, oh, yeah, Kenny, I thought it was unusual. You saw a woman in the park. She was wearing white. Like she had the details as well, even though I didn't remember personally that I was right. wearing white or anything. I mean, it, it, in my whole experience, I was who I was in 1987. Wow. Incredible. Yeah. I I mean, you were wearing white robes, which is like such an unusual thing, obviously, (laughs) to wear. Yeah. I I would not have been wearing white robes. I don't know. It was very interesting. And then, so since then, so then Rachel approached me and I had to review the story in my mind. But the funny thing is, I think about time travel all the time now. Mm-hmm. Because I I think that, and this is part of my part of my training and background as a music therapist, I feel like our connection to each other is so much greater than the connection we understand. Yeah. So much bigger than the connection we know. And it transcends time. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure how this happened, but I think that my understanding of my father and his understanding of me and our connection as we walk through this earth together, it goes before then and it goes after. It's almost like when we were talking about seeing dreams in a different plane. Remember we were discussing that, Rachel? Mm -hmm. Dreams can be seen from different planes. So who knows, maybe just seeing each other from a different plane, like you kind of... Yeah. When you're Well, also uh, what strikes me about your story is the emotion tied with it. It's not just like... You saw him, and he, which would have been amazing yeah. anyway. But the, what brings, what bumps it up to this like spiritual level is the feelings attached. Joy and love, like beyond. Yeah. And that's why I called him when I woke up in the morning. It was the feelings. It wasn't mm-hmm. the, the nuts and bolts of I walked here and you were there. Right. I mean, I would have. still would have been I amazing. I would have possibly dismissed it as just a dream oh, right. had mm-hmm. it not been the feelings feelings that were so overwhelmingly enormous. They were the kinds of feelings that you experience through art and music Mm -hmm. and the kinds of earthly things that bring us to the next level. Those were the kinds of emotions when you, you know, you sob in a play or you, that was the feeling, except it was just this dream. So I think that's what moved me to question it. And now, you know, I I think about this all the time when I bring a room full of 95-year-olds, you know, we sing together a song from 110 years ago. We know every single word Mm -hmm. and we're together and there's a joy there that's connecting us. So that's how I think about that. We had this experience of connection that I think, you know, maybe 500 years from now, everyone can access, but now we can't. 
<laughs> we don't know how it works yet. Well, also what I love about that story is it's, you know, we go about our day and we see people we love mm. and, you know, we're glad they're, we're glad they're there, but it's pretty rare that you have this like, you know, breakdown of joy, whatever feeling about all the people in our sphere, like our family and, and yeah. that, that you got to experience that connection. Yes. And it was so strong it that it's even felt by teen teen dad, which is so sweet. Like it's yes. having this experience. That's and that was that was exactly why I was terrified to say anything because of that. Because mm. I right. understood that where he was on earth and in his lifeline mm-hmm. was not gonna be able to handle the I'm weirdness. your future right. daughter. Not even yeah, the women imagine, daughter. Imagine like a teen comes home and is like, Mom, Dad, um, my future daughter appeared yeah. to me in white robes. Right. You'd be like He'd oh be in God, a white jacket. All the yes. Psychiatrist. Whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolute wow. creep. But, but it's that unconditional love. That's you what know, it was. That's what I it mean. is. It just came to me. Unconditional love. Yes. You know? Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's that love between parent and child, mm-hmm. child to parent. Like Rachel was just saying, you walk through your life with these people and you see them and you're happy that they're there. Mm-hmm. But the feelings that yes. are there, they're there all the time, mm-hmm. but we're not accessing them yeah, all the time. We'd so go crazy true. if we if we were. So, oh, this is so sweet. Yes, it is. Because it's, it's, we get shrouded story. in so much emotion and, and life gets in the way of life. And, well, also, yeah. it's this other plane. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a plane, plane that probably few people reach, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I sort of imagine, like, <laughs> Buddhist mm-hmm. monks or something. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, like, that's we right. don't imagine, like, us, you know, walking through New York City, whatever. Right. Like, it's going a about our daily lives, yeah. just trying to get our tasks done and whatever. Like, it's, it's a level of spiritual thinking that I guess some people pursue actively through various, whatever, religion, yoga, right. whatever it might be. But the, to know that that's there and sort of, I don't know, on some level that, that, I mean, that you I got to access by accident. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And you've never had another experience, like anything sort of, what if you were like, oh yeah, well, and then you told another time traveling. Like, no, no, but I mean, that was like your, kind of your, that was the one time something like that. So or there were there I, others? Yeah, that was the one time, except that I, you know, I think everyone has those experiences mm-hmm. where you don't see a friend for four years and then you think of them and then later that oh, day yeah, they yeah. call you. I feel like this is connected to that. We are connected to each other in a way that is just beyond our conscious awareness. Mm-hmm. It is on a different plane. And somehow the thread between mm-hmm. us, between mm-hmm. myself and my father, between you and your father, that mm-hmm. thread is accessible in our in our knowledge that we, we have this knowledge and understanding that we don't understand. Mm-hmm. Some people are more open to it than others. Some people are more interested in it than others. Mm-hmm. And whether you tap into it on purpose or by pure accident, stumble upon it like I did and trip over it, it is there. Now, I have a question. Have you, did you ever in your life after this think about trying to travel again? I mean, I know that sounds super woo woo, but yeah, um, very have woo-woo. you ever thought of like, oh, I want to see if I can go somewhere else? Have you ever? I sometimes I think I look for, I mean, I think everybody, if you lose somebody and they die, you look for some sort of comforting sign of your connection to them after they're gone. And so I've certainly had that desire. I don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe I have had other dreams here and there, but I don't think it was anything as remarkable that, Mm. that could be, you know. Well, no, mm. only because I was sort of wondering, like, you know, they talk about they, no, but (laughs) they they talk about 
lucid dreaming where you sort of can mm-hmm. guide your own dreams. Yes. And so I was wondering if if I had that kind of experience, would I try to be like, okay, I want to go to a different t- I don't know, just as an exercise. I've, I don't know anything about this, but yeah. Um, yeah. Well, there is a, a thing called guided imagery with music where you have like a guide who, oh, mm, yes. Yeah. And it's, it's actually powerful. I've done it once or twice in a training setting. So that you just made me think like that yeah. would be, and you can, you definitely have a, on a different altered state. Well, it's that, it's that, again, state. it's that in between stage, the hypnogogic stage. She's uh, big yes, words it's today. lucid, very big words. Words. lucid and dream state where you know that's also the 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 space where um hypnosis is um you're more prone to hypnosis so i feel right. like you have more like you're more open to certain things yeah and hip- hypnosis works mm-hmm. and it's hard to believe and it's hard to understand but it does wow yeah. well that story i mean as i said it stuck with me for all these years it's incredible and it's it's just I don't know it's just really it's, I have to oh yeah it's a ahead. sweet story it is sweet yeah, yeah. well I'll confess this so it, yeah. so many years had gone by that I thought about it or told the story so and what cropped up to me was that all those years ago my dad had just gone along with it to be sweet oh. when I was thinking about yeah. this I was I thought. What if that is the case? Because oh, I was that's interesting. I was nineteen or so, and I was homesick, and he was a, my sweet dad, and he was just like, yeah, uh, Tara. Yeah, I saw the white lady on the. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. So that, and okay. then last week, as I mentioned, I I told him that yeah. I was coming here to do this, and I said so. And this, I'm thinking, I'm gonna catch him Ooh, if it's not. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So let's review, and. We reviewed the story and no way, not only was he more, I mean, he was more committed to the reality and truth of this story wow. in, than he was in my memory. He was, there's no chance. And my whole family was in the car. My daughter was there. Uh, everyone was there. And I, you know, I said, well, any, any feeling that my dad was just being sweet and kind of giving me something to believe in when I was 19 is completely alleviated. That was not the case. He is a hundred percent clear. And he added a few details about it was upstairs at the apartment when I visited Amy and Robert. Like he was clear, like details. And then I had made a right and he named the street and this and that and the other thing. I mean, I don't even know if he's free now, but should we try? Only if you want. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see if I can get him. Here I go. Hi, Dad. Okay, can you hear us? I can. I can hear you. Yes. Hi, hi, Dad. Hi, Dad. This is hi, hi, guys. My hi. friend Rachel and Irene. That hi, hi, Rachel and Irene. I'm Ken. Hi, Ken. Hi, Ken. Hi, Ken. You can call me Dad. <laughs> <laughs> so I told them the whole story, and Rachel, I think, has a question. Oh, yeah. So we were just thinking it might be cool to hear from your perspective too the experience. And the emotions that you had back in this time when you were a teen. How I felt. Yeah, and what, yeah. And just your experience. Go right ahead. Well, it was something I did every day because I, I was on the baseball team. So I was walking home from school and I walked along this path that ran along the brook in the park. And it was the same pretty much every day about, oh, I guess about 6, maybe 6.30 p.m. And... This particular day, there was this 
woman standing there. I know Tara told you all this. So, so the feeling I had is, what's this? You know, like, what is she? I never saw it. I mean, this is not a, a place where people dressed up for Halloween. You know, this, <laughs> this is a small town park and, you know, <laughs> not too much exciting ever happened there. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, what is going on? But nevertheless, she's standing there. And I was a little bit leery. So I gave her some room. I didn't walk right next to her. Uh-huh. She, so I gave her maybe, oh, I would say maybe 10 feet at least. I circled around her because she was standing on the path. Uh-huh. So I circled around her and she followed me with her eyes and smiled. And I, she's very friendly, very nice, but very strange to me yeah that that this gal would be standing next to the brook dressed in you know white long white clothes wow and that's it i i i i passed her i kept walking i did turn around to look and she was still there and still looking at me and so i just couldn't wait till the first person i knew to tell and the first person was my cousin who I stopped, I stopped at their home, at their home on my way home. Okay. So I, I guess the feeling was not fear, not fear at all. It was wonder. Wow. I guess that would be the feeling. I was, this was a, I was, what is this? What am I looking at? You know? Mm. And she said hi to you? Yeah. She, she said hi and you said hi back? I think, I think so. I think so. I, I might have told Tara that if I did that, that, that then I did say hi. Uh, that would have been the most I, I would have said. I wouldn't have said anything more than that because pretty much I, I didn't know what was happening here. Tara was saying that there was a feeling of benevolence, which wonder. Yeah, because you benevolence. said, Dad, that you weren't particularly afraid. And that was something that that I remembered that I was afraid I was going to scare you uh, in my memory. But you... Yeah, I wasn't afraid. I was just kind of amazed. But there was nothing really frightening about it. Okay, and I have one more question. I have another question. When Tara called you years later from college and told you about this dream, you know... Did did this kind of shift your view on life or like change your sort of belief system at all or Well, that's a good question. Um I think I became I became aware that there might be more in this life that we're cognizant of. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah. I don't think I it was a, it wasn't any big spiritual awakening. Right. right. But it was an eye-opener, literally. Well, no, that's cool because that's, I mean, hearing this story many years ago, that's sort of what it did for me, too. But but you lived it, so. Thanks, Dad. That's cool. Amazing. Mm. All right, well, thank thank you so much. Okay, thank you.
Well, it's mm-hmm. funny he's saying I wasn't afraid because you were like, I don't want to scare him. So right. That's that was my whole wow. motivation. Right. That was it. And yeah. that's and we re wow. re-corroborated that a week ago when we touched base on this story for the first time in many, many, many years. That was oh exactly gosh. right. The emotion that I was trying to convey went through, which was everything's okay. I it just love. He was unafraid and and then I just remember when I said hi. It was so hard to limit my emotion to one tiny word. Hi. Wow. And then when he looked back, I thought, oh, he looked back. And I remember he he looked back and I told him that and he said, yeah, I, I glanced <gasps> back and she was still there because I thought, what if I just, uh, <gasps> like he thought maybe he hallucinated something, but he didn't. Oh my gosh. And that's probably why he this, told this- his cousins. Wow. This is the best story. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. Obviously, it's stuck with me all these years, but it's it's just really shakes you up about your beliefs of what we know and what's fact and and I think the the big takeaway is it of it, like you said, the takeaway of your dream was the emotion and just like the takeaway of the story is yes, the facts are insane and crazy, but the thing that sticks with me is now hearing it this time, mm-hmm. now that I'm older and everything, is mm. like the emotions. This unconditional that love. That you felt yeah. during it. Right. And then right. it's like, you know, I don't know, sort of any spiritual story. It's or any, spiritual. It's but also, always about like, it's the love that connects us. It's yes. all, when you hear something about someone having a vision or God or whatever, yeah. the, the underlying message is to love, you to know, love. and that's yep. what this yeah, story it's has. Love. It's much bigger than our day-to-day lives and are, yes, I'm glad we're here together on this earth. And then there's this thing that's greater, this kind of arms of love that's encompassing all of us that connects us. Well, thank you so much. I can't think of anything else to ask. Thank you for sharing your story. Yeah. Um, It's my pleasure. I'm happy to review it. it. It's a beautiful memory that I'm glad you helped me bring back. And let us myself. know. Let us know if you travel anywhere else this evening. Yes, in your dreams, <laughs> I will, or, or the next nighter. And will. thank your dad too for. But let's get to what's really important. Okay, so Irene does these pendulum <laughs> pendulum <laughs> I readings. Know what this is. Oh, you do? Okay. Oh, yeah. oh I'm oh, sorry. Okay, she okay. needs no introduction. Okay, no, may, maybe the- maybe it's different. You you go ahead. I I might do it differently. Or uh, okay. have you done it? Okay, so you know that uh, I call this, this Penji to yourself or. Have you heard of in this? College. In college. In college. Go ahead. Okay. You do. Okay. This, this is, might uh, be different. This means yes. Okay. If it goes clockwise, it's yes. And if it goes in the opposite direction, don't yes make no. it anything serious. Yes or no. And then just meditate on that. When you're ready, I will swing Will I be revealing penji. the question later? After, yeah. We'll after she does after. the thing, then you reveal the we question. The reading. All right. Give me just a half a second to I know. It's think hard. I should have told you. Question. Um, okay. All right. Okay. Oh. oh, she's usually on the opposite direction. Okay. Penji saying, like no. saying no. Mm. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> We're going to do it again. We're going to do it again. Okay, wait, let me, let me do, We're do, do it again. Safeties. We have rejuice. We have rejuice. Yeah, we do re- <laughs> I'm like, it does usually say yes, though. <laughs> oh, crap. Oh, no, it's saying no. Again. <laughs> okay. Rachel just made <laughs> okay, me laugh. Okay, okay, okay hold on okay. a second. Let's see. Come okay. on, Penji. That's okay. Oh, God. It's, well, let's see. Oh God! It's oh gosh! No it's a no. Oh my God! I'm so sorry. I don't know what it <laughs> she is. She goes. I'm so sorry. I almost don't what like it when she it? says no. What was it? People have a tendency. Well, that's... it's okay. So you know, I'm going Uh-oh. through that the early process of helping 
my daughter figure out where she wants to go to college. Okay. And we're just law. It's hard. It's a lot. Yes, wow. I've heard that. And yes. so the question I asked was, will the first place that she goes to be exactly the right place? Oh. And the answer is, is no. We'll be tra- well, transferring. Now you, know, <laughs> now you know to go with her second choice, though. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Perfect. Maybe. Yep. Or maybe, okay. Well, first of all, oh, I like what you're doing. <laughs> surprise, here, this isn't scientific. But <laughs> you, if you if you want to ask a further question, like about the college thing, you we don't ask even one have more? to. You don't even have to reveal. All right, I'll ask one more. I'll ask one more. And you don't have to reveal the, the question if you want. But okay, here, let okay, me hold here we go. this. We're doing this. Thank you. We got one more. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Okay. And uh, okay, wait, wait. Okay. okay. Oh, okay, I got it. I got it. Okay, well, you're going to save yourself some trouble when the news comes. Here we go. Ready? Pangerina. Right now it's saying yes. Okay, Penji. Okay. Hold on. Let's do a safety. This is, we okay. do one and then we do a safety. Here we go. Ready? And yes, this is a definite yes. It's a resounding yes. Okay. Well, so the school that she will be happy at is going to be in New York. So that was oh. what I asked. Will it be in New York? Oh, okay. Because she's applying. Close to home. Yeah. All okay. right. Well, at least wow. we know See? that. Okay, that so we know you, that. Saved you the expense of a college counselor and all that <laughs> stuff because you just have this rock spinning on a chain. Perfect. So that's what you can tell your daughter. We're just going to go with this Sweet crazy lady's pendulum <laughs> instead of a college your guidance counselor, yeah, whatever. That's it. We're going to go with her. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Tara Davis. Thank, thank you, Rachel. With her story nice of time travel or more, moreover, a story of profound love. Profound Ooh. love through time. Through time. Mm-hmm. There we go. That's it. Transcending it. time. Transcending, Transcending time. time. Thank wow. you. Thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you Good so much. Good to see you after all these coming. years. You too. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Nice Irene. meeting you too. Thank you so much all for right. sharing thank your story. You. Tara Davis on the world of woo woo. Thanks for joining me on this journey into the world of woo woo. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Woo Woo with Rachel Dratch is a Q Code production. Executive produced by David Henning and Steve Wilson. Produced by Alexa Gabrielle Ramirez. Edited by Ben Milchev. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.